0: Hello, I'm Joan Goodchild, Director of Multimedia Content with Information Security Media Group. Today, we are joined by Ed Amoroso. He's the CEO of Tag Cyber, and we're going to be talking about both the year in review, but even more so, the year going forward. Predictions for 2018. Ed, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Well, oh, my pleasure, Joan.
0: Let's start right there. 2017. You know, from your vantage point and your observation, how do you think we did in 2017 in security?
1: <laughs> so, I, I, you're asking a college professor so I'm tempted to give a grade but what what, what I'll do is we'll um, we'll talk about a couple of the positives a couple of the negatives on the positive side I love the idea that machine learning and some of the derivative techniques from uh, you know I guess what we would call artificial intelligence look like they've come into their own a little bit I, I like the idea of labeling and using training sets as a means for improving the detection of things like variants, that's really good. Uh, I, was, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, some companies really apply that in a very elegant way. So I think that the technology community has done a nice job. We're certainly not at a loss for numbers of, um, of cybersecurity vendors and, and tech companies, but in, amidst that very large group, uh, there's been some good um, tech, technologies that have been made available. So that's definitely a bright spot. I, I mean, on the on the negative side, we've got a couple of colossal hacks, right? I mean, the uh, Equifax breach was a tough one. That affected so many people, and it, it was tough because um, you know uh, these large companies. Um, it, we're getting to the point now where it's hard to point to any company that's not at least doing something in cybersecurity. I mean, I'm not intimately familiar with their program, but I suspect they had compliance and architecture and security. I know they had a CISO and, and a team, you know, all the, all the different things a lot of us done. So uh, a lot of us do. So this, um, what we used to have as, as an excuse where we'd say, well, you got hacked, but you just weren't doing anything. You weren't doing it right. Uh, it, more and more, that that is starting to wane. Companies that are even, you know, running uh, halfway decent programs are are getting hacked. So I would say that's um, on the negative side. We we had a couple of pretty big, couple of doozies in terms of uh, hacks that affected a lot of us.
0: Lots of high points, obviously, lots of low points. Another thing that continued to plague organizations in all sectors: ransomware doesn't appear to be going anywhere. What are your thoughts going forward about ransomware for 2018?
1: Well, I would say that people are gonna pay with Bitcoin, certainly get a better deal nowadays, right? If you have some Bitcoin, you're probably feeling very rich. But I think that uh, ransomware is gonna come into its own in 2018. They're very weak controls in the typical enterprise to stop ransomware. It's not gonna be AV stopping it. It's probably also not going to be your um, attack detection filters. Um, it's going to require a comprehensive program of backup and resilience and, and ho- hopefully separation, you know, via micro segmentation or network segmentation or something to stop the kinds of ransomware attacks that I think are likely to happen in 2018. So there's a warning to anybody listening to this in you know, end, end of year 2017, I think for next year, Uh, commit yourself to building out a resiliency program around your information architecture. Find the things that you absolutely need to protect, protect them, and and when I say protect, I mean back them up, make them available, you know, through an alternate diverse means to your employee base, Uh, practice. So go through an exercise where suddenly the the PCs in your organization are are frozen, you you can't get to your My Documents file, for example, For most of your associates what would you do play that through and um, you know if you don't then you're going to be playing it through live in 2018 so that would be a, a a very important Priority, I think, for most security teams going into next year.
0: And another thing you're watching is digital risk in 2018. Is you kind of termed it fake? Fake news moves to business. So drill down into that a little bit more for me. Explain what you mean by that and why it's something you've got your eyes on for the coming year.
1: Well, if you think about the typical business, they're they're generally obsessed with, for example, the um, the type of information that goes out under corporate uh, banner, like the kinds of things that say a CEO might do during an interview, or the kinds of things that might go out you know, on social media, or the kind of statements that might be made by say directors on a board. Well, I mean, what's to stop those kinds of things from being spoofed just the way we saw with uh, our recent election? There's absolutely no controls there it is an extremely difficult thing to stop and an extremely easy thing to, to commit. So it strikes me that um, domain tampering and use of fake identities online to to cause problems for businesses, that, that seems like such an obvious next step from the uh, quote-unquote fake news and uh, fake postings and other types of things that we saw a year ago uh, affecting the U.S. election. So, um, there's some digital risk monitoring techniques and methods and vendors and services that I strongly recommend people take a look at um, and this may involve a little bit of surface and deep and, and dark web monitoring but it also involves uh, domain uh, protection and even up and up and down um, the stack like for email there are controls where you can reduce the fraud uh, that goes on when people are trying to spoof your uh, Uh, The email that might look like it's coming from you you for the purpose of phishing or other things. So I think digital risk, external digital risk, is likely to be a pretty big theme going into 2018, and one that most cybersecurity teams have thought very little about, say, in the last uh, couple of years.
0: You thought this had the potential to be a really frustrating year for cyber defense. Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, you know, usually when I'm making the next year predictions, this is the point where I get real positive and talk about, you know, how upbeat uh, I am about the future. And yeah, look, I mean, I'll say a couple of things that are positive. I think that the technology programs in most organizations are getting better. I think CISOs are getting better. I think that our, our field. Um, cybersecurity field and enterprise is maturing. There's some nice things you can say, but when you sum it all up, I think next year is going to be a really frustrating year. Let's see, I'll give you some examples. I think board members are going to be super frustrated next year because increasingly they are going to figure out that this thing that they thought was so trivial that you could pass off name, meaning cybersecurity by just doing some basic common sense and that gosh, it's really just the security teams being negligent. That's why we're all getting hacked. That's what I think most board members have thought to date. I think they're going to come to realize that that's not true, that this is an extremely complex discipline. It's hard to stop cyber attacks. It requires great investment, time, energy, effort, and expertise. And it's not just something simple where you do these three things and gosh, why don't the teams just do that? So it's going to be frustrating for them. I think it's going to be frustrating for citizens, particularly in the United States, say with um, midterm elections coming up, people are going to say, gosh, how come we don't have cyber controls in place to protect our election? And people are going to realize what most um, you know, professionals like myself have known for a long time. And that's that it is spectacularly difficult to protect infrastructure from cyber attacks. And that goes for... You know the popular opinion that goes in and around an election. It goes for protecting the uh, political parties and their IT systems. It goes for protecting the tangible physical systems that run our elections. So there's going to be a lot of frustration. You'll see it in the media as we build up toward the midterms where people are going to say, gosh, why can't we protect these things? What's going on? And for anybody who does cybersecurity, there might be a little bit of mischievous smile there as they, you know, watch others realize what we've known for a long time. In the CISO community, I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for people to be, unfortunately, a little frustrated. You know, it still takes too long to patch mobile phones, and you know, I think most of the um, destructive malware that comes along the lines of ransomware um, requires cooperation, coordination with other parts of the business, as we mentioned earlier. You know, ransomware and. CISOs are going to realize they have to reach across the aisle, they have to work more as executives, they have to take a more holistic approach. Those are positive things, but as we go through the transition, you'll see some frustration. Now, let's hope that 2019 is an amazing year. You know that uh, Maybe this will be a transitional year where we push behind us a lot of the uh, tough activity that needs to be going on, the, the heavy lifting to get through destructive malware and you know better inform our citizens and board members and executives, maybe it'll be a transition year. And Joan, perhaps uh, twelve months from now, we can get on the phone uh, and and paint a much brighter, much more cheerful picture. But I think going into next year, I would expect and I'd recommend for the people listening uh, probably likely to be a challenging year. And it's time to buckle up and 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 really do what we can do. To reduce the risk uh, across our, our country, across the globe, and across certainly uh, elements of infrastructure that we depend on for our daily lives.
0: Ed Amoroso, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure.